And she was like, look, girls, I have to ask you to leave the plane. That's what she said to us. Welcome to One Night in Bangkok. I'm Sav. I'm Charlie. And I'm MJ. And together, we're bringing you the crazy travel stories from around the world that never made it into the guidebooks. Cabin crew, prepare for takeoff. It's time for Ticket to Tell, where we give you a boarding pass to have a shot on the mic. Each week, we'll ask a question and share our favourite answers. What is the best reason you missed your flight? So my cousin Amy missed her flight um, back to Melbourne from Tasmania on our road trip because we all decided to get cooked as on MD the night before and go out clubbing into Hobart. And we got back to our ho- we got back to our campsite at five in the morning and we're all cooked as sitting around. Amy's like, oh man, should I just miss my flight? And we're like, yeah, man, fuck it. Like, just miss it. Like, YOLO. Like, who cares, man? So we fucking just purposely missed the flight and then we all passed out and we woke up a couple hours later and um, she just had to book a new flight, spend extra 400 bucks and fucking just get the next flight a couple hours later. So... <laughs> so the only time I have ever missed a flight was out of Rio and I had connecting a connecting flight. So they gave me two boarding passes and I went to get... Um, Starbucks and I was just like dawdling and then realized that I lost the ticket I needed for the initial flight so I had to like run downstairs back to the check-in counter and speak to seven different people who all took their sweet ass time because it's Brazil and Brazilian time is not in any sort of rush anyway they reprinted my ticket I raced through security, like, pushed in front of everyone, permiso, permiso, like, sorry, I'm just squeezing through. Like, everyone could tell I was in such a rush and a panic. Got to the gate, and the bus that was um, leaving on the tarmac to go to the plane had just departed, and I was, like, begging the guy, just let me on, like, or get me another bus, or I'll walk, like... I need to be on this flight and just kept begging and begging. He kept saying no. And eventually he took my ticket and I got so excited and he just looked at me dead in the eye and just ripped it into like eight small pieces. Yeah, I cried. I mean, it wasn't that bad. I was stuck in Rio. So grab your boarding pass and you too can get involved. Head to our Instagram at one night in BKK podcast. Slide into our DMs and send us a voice note of your answer to this question and you might feature in a future episode. Hello ladies, welcome back. It's our last episode of season one. How do you guys feel about that? No, I'm excited because we love doing this obviously, but um, it'd be nice to have a break I reckon. You took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) Yeah, Mm. this is a lot of hard work everyone. (laughs) Yeah, it's not for the faint-hearted, I'll tell you that. (laughs) No. Do you know what, guys? Like, when we decided to do this, I'm so glad we put in a lot of effort to, like, research about how much goes into a podcast because, I mean, I remember going back, like, when we started and we set homework, like – 
you know, Sav, you were doing that actually. You gave us all these specific podcasts about how to start a podcast <laughs> and you're like, these are the ones you need to listen to and they were all specifically like quite drilling into you like this is going to be hours of hard work um, and making sure that everyone was on the page because like if we didn't do that, you would be shocked. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I would be shook. Absolutely yeah. shook. You don't really understand what goes on behind the scenes until you are behind the scenes doing it all. <laughs> yeah. Before then you're kind of like, oh, it's a magical fairyland behind the scenes and all these magical little elves make everything happen. But no, yeah. that's not the case. It really makes you appreciate the independent podcasters that just do it on their own. Like we've got three mm. of us. I know. I think that sometimes too. I'm like, imagine if I was doing this on my own. I would have given up not even 24 hours in, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah this isn't for me bye <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> no but girls we of course we love it but also my other cheeky thought is that if we have a break maybe the world will slowly continue on its recovery and soon enough we'll be able to travel again and make new stories because not that I'm running out of stories but like I've definitely used up my best ones I need to make some more now yes yeah, same here well no I've still got some fucking Bang <laughs> stories, actually. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, you've definitely got a few stored up your sleeve. You got to, You haven't yeah. played your ace yet. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and those that know me are like, why aren't you telling that story? I'm like, oh, I will. It's like a little fucking carrot for everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dangle, dangle. But we're coming back in May, so it's not a long break. We'll be in your ears very, very, very soon. So don't you worry. <laughs> So what are we doing for our last episode? So fuck-ups, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Plain old fuck-ups when shit goes wrong. Yeah, I like. I think we always say this with these types of episodes, but like, it, it's just what makes good stories. Like, it's, there's endless stories when you travel. Everything fucks up, so you know. <laughs> really does. It reminds me of when we went on our road trip together. We were staying up in Glen Finnan in Scotland, and. We'd had a particularly big night the night before because it was our first night on the trip. We were very excited. We got very carried away and we woke up the next day and it was the big Harry Potter day, which was it was a day spe- like specifically for me because I love Harry Potter. The girls are not all that into it, but they went along with me being the nice ladies that they are. Yeah, so we were obviously a bit hungover doing all this Harry Potter stuff and we went, we did the train. I cried at the train, which is quite embarrassing when I think back at that. I'm like, I wasn't just like a few tears, I was howling. But yeah, anyway. We were squealing as well, remember? Oh, like people, my God. People were trying to take videos of the train and you can just hear us in the background probably still drunk like, oh, my God, woo! And, like, MJ, you were playing the Harry Potter theme song on loud know. on your phone. <laughs> Fully taking over. (laughs) Oh, my God. I look back at that moment and I'm just like, that was actually quite embarrassing, but whatever. Anyway, so we did the train. We went to over, like, across the road to the lake. We did that. Got some nice pictures. And then the next stop was we were going to go to Dumbledore's Grave, which is a little island in the middle of a lock, essentially. Do you guys remember we kept just like seeing all these little islands and we're like, I was like, oh my god, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, here it is, guys. And then, oh my god, MJ would be like, 
mm, I don't know. I'm like, yep, this is definitely it. You'd, <laughs> you'd, fully, <laughs> you'd fully pull over though. It wasn't just like out the window. Like you'd pull over and you'd be like, we're at the grave now. And we're like, well, we're not. So, <laughs> I, I didn't have the heart to say anything because I knew that you guys were feeling a bit like hungover and a bit worse for wear. And I knew that it was not the grave. I knew it wasn't it. <laughs> And we get out of the car and we're looking and Sav's like, oh, yeah, this is it. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, let me just get some pictures. And didn't you have, have the heart. Photos, to, you have, I have photos, photos of, these of random, it. Yes, I do. I've got photos of these random islands that are clearly not it. But I just wanted to I, – I don't even know. what it, it is what it is. But little did we know that there was – millions of these islands in the locks like it's quite (laughs) hard to pinpoint the exact one but anyway we go a little bit further down the road and I get the maps up and I was like guys guys it's here it's here and so we pull over and it was the one and it was very exciting I was like oh my god there it is and like I got all emotional and everything but to get from where the car was parked to get over to where the grave was you pretty much had to walk through a swamp is what I would say. Like, would you guys say it was pretty much a swamp to get over there? Yeah, sludge sludge and mud. And it didn't really help that even though it was like the height of summer, like the s- summer in Scotland's like, <laughs> like it had been raining. So <laughs> <laughs> It hadn't stopped raining since the winter. Yeah. There was uh, like a, enough like dry patches to kind of like, if you got your footing right, you could kind of like get across without getting too wet, I guess. But not everyone can do those things. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember jumping across and kind of like skipping across and, and got there and then Sav Sav was shortly after and then we turn around and Charlie's standing back where like the car is and she's, may I just mention, she's wearing a pair of white Vans, high top Vans. <laughs> Shiny white, basically vans, yeah. bright, bright white Vans. And she's just standing there and we're like, come on, Charlie, come on. And she's like, mm, I think I'm just going to wait here. And we're like, come on, like just, just do it. You got this. And she's like, oh, okay, all right. And so she talks herself up, she takes a couple of steps and then her <laughs> third step her whole foot up to her ankle is deep in the sludge. <laughs> and she's like, that's it. I'm not going anymore. I'm staying here. <laughs> so I, I so clearly remember being like, you might as well now. Like your van's already ruined. So just like you might as well like trudge on from there. Yeah. And then I just fully walked through it. Eh? I was like, well, there's no point trying to like get my footing right. I might as well just walk through the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the way back... Charlie, I don't really know what you were doing. I think you were showing off or being like, look at me. <laughs> I was, to be honest, that's what I was going to say. I was getting all like cocky because I was like, oh, well, I'm just running through this swamp now. Yeah, exactly that, showing off, just being a bit of a clown. And then we was like, look at me run through the swamp. Ha, ha, ha. And then obviously just <laughs> ate shit. <laughs> I still remember it. It happened so quickly. And you slipped backwards and you put one hand down to catch yourself and you were like holding your bum up in the air because you didn't want it because you were wearing light colored pants as well I'm pretty sure and you were like you're like help somebody help me like I don't want to get my ass wet <laughs> you're like struggling to like hold yourself up and I had to come over and like pick you up the funniest part of that story for me and it probably wasn't very funny for you but it was hilarious for me 
but that whole trip you carried around those wet oh my white God. vans. They never dried. They never dried the whole entire time. They were still wet when we got home, like sopping. Like I remember you had them when we got to Isle of Skye, you had them in front of the heater for two days. <laughs> and I felt them on the day that we were leaving and I was like, these feel exactly the same as when you first did it. And she's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to wear your shoes. I can't remember what happened to my other pair of shoes, but everything was a disaster and I had to wear yours. Yeah, yeah, you did have to wear mine. Oh, God, that was so funny. I also fell over that day. Yeah, you uh, did at the castle. You ate shit. You nearly took out a woman. It was so funny. Yeah, a woman and her partner. It was so dangerous. I literally was running around like a maniac because I was just so hypo from the, seeing Harry Potter and all this stuff. I was literally being a lunatic and I was running around this castle and then literally ran out like the like the front door or whatever of the castle and skidded on the rocks and like my legs flew out from under me and then I literally like tumbled at least a couple of meters like just rolling and then I stopped just before them and I look up and these like this couple's looking down at me and they're like are you okay (laughs) (laughs) I'm like yeah I'm fine I'm like just stop looking at me I'm I'm really embarrassed now (laughs) right should we um get into the last stories of the season yeah, yeah, guess what, guys? You know how sometimes we're like, you might remember this person from blah blah. Well, Joel is back. This is I think this is like his fifth episode. Like he's <laughs> like featured like every two weeks, but we love him. He's back. I'm so excited. He's back, baby. Back Joel again. is back. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right for starters. Like <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I wanted to take my own twist on it, I guess. <laughs> Copyright purposes only. That was yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> but we also have a really exciting interview as well. We've got two sisters on this week as well. So we haven't done a double episode with two guests before. So it's very exciting. Yeah. Double trouble. Do you girls feel like, like, obviously this intro is a little bit longer than normal. Like, I feel like no one really wants to stop. It's like, oh, like, I know we're excited <laughs> for the break, but I'm like, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just talking a bit more shit than usual. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to get it. this. I'm trying to get this wrapped up so we can. <laughs> I've, been, I've been calling time on this video for five minutes now. I mean, Charlie, like, I, yeah, we just love talking shit. <laughs> I'm like, let's wrap this up like a nice, neat little package. <laughs> All right, do your let's go. <gasps> let's go. Meet Joel. Yep, he's back at it again. We love this legend. You might remember him from the very first episode where he tattooed a plane on his butt in Bangkok. This time, he helps us round out the season with a tale from his London days. And this is his story. Hi, Joel. Thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am amazing. Thanks for asking. Now, I hear that you have another story. Set the scene there. Where were you and, and how did you come to be there? When we moved to London, I quickly realized, like, you know, how expensive it is to live there. You know, the most expensive things is getting around, like the tube. Like, you know, every time you go on the tube, it's, you know, if it's uh, £2.80 and then if it's peak hour, it's, you know, £3.20 or whatever, you know, a bus is a pound fifty. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the smart thing. I'm going to buy a bike. So I saved up a bit of money, went to the bike shop and I remember walking in and I saw this bike. There's this beautiful green bike out the front and I was like to the guy, like, mate, like, I want this bike. Like, it's beautiful. And he's like, cool, it's 300 pounds or whatever. And I was like, I've got 300 pounds. I'm going to get the bike. 
it was, I'm not sure if anyone sort of knows London well, but it was right in Shepherd's Bush, right near Shepherd's Bush Green. Um, and I grabbed the bike and he's like, you're going to want a lock as well to lock it up when you take it somewhere. I was like, oh, absolutely. Like, I need a lock. So I grabbed my lock, grabbed my bike, and I rode it from the bike shop, rode it around the green, and I rode it to the supermarket. And I was like, I'll grab some groceries and get some stuff for dinner, then we'll go home. So park the bike with all, you know, probably 30 other bikes sitting there, locked right with my brand new lock, walked into the supermarket, grabbed my shopping, came out again, went to get on my bike, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, where's my bike? No. <laughs> and I'm looking, and I was like, what do you mean? And then I look down and I saw my bike lock and it'd been cut straight oh. through. And I was like, How long were you in the shop for? Literally 15 minutes. So I'd had this bike oh. for 20 minutes, 15 <laughs> of which I'd been in the supermarket and I come out and it's gone. And I was like, oh, You are kidding me. So anyway, I'm like looking around. I'm like, I know, you know, London has the highest concentration of CCTV cameras like in the world. So I was like, you know what? Like, this would be fine. On my walk home, which was meant to be my ride home, on my walk home, I had to walk past. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been quite a salty <laughs> Me walking down Uxbridge Road, carrying my helmet and the groceries, <laughs> like the saddest man in history. Anyway, I'm walking to the police station. I'm like, my bike's been sold. And they're like, oh, no, another one. Like, his bike's being sold. Another one. Another one. <laughs> yeah, dime a dozen. So they're like, you know, where was it? And I'm like, you know, I was right out the front of Westfield. Like, you know, Westfield, West London, like, you know, really, really busy area. Must be heaps of CCT cameras. Anyway, it turns out after, you know, a week or two that apparently all the CCTV cameras were pointing in the complete opposite directions of where my bike was stolen and someone could just fuck up <laughs> with, you know, with some massive, you know, flies or whatever and cut through and steal my bike. So anyway, that was fine. A couple of weeks later, it was actually my birthday and Chris went back to the bike shop and she brought me the, the bike again. So Aww. I got the bike back, but that just led into this whole other thing of over the next two years of riding the bike, I was hit by a car twice on it. Oh. Twice. <laughs> I once was riding um, and like the pedal just fell off. So I lost a pedal one day. It was parked outside a friend's house <laughs> and someone drove into it and just literally crashed into the bike. Another time I had, we'd been out at Bogan Bingo and I was riding home and I remember turning the corner and I had a few jars that night. I was turning the corner and I just smashed straight into the curb and I bent the front wheel of my bike. So do you think you're just not meant to have a bike maybe? Or? Yeah, but do you know the crazy, <laughs> do you know the crazy <laughs> thing is I actually still have that bike to this day. Like I shipped it home <laughs> with me because – I'm like, I've been through so much with this bike that it's literally, I still ride it to this day. That is amazing. Well, it's been through a lot. It has. I mean. We've been through a lot together. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you what, it wasn't fun to have it stolen 15 minutes after I just bought it. That is crucial. Yeah. Uh, the, the funniest thing for me is just picturing you, like, stomping <laughs> over the supermarket, bike helmet. Yeah, bike helmet in one arm. But, you know. My chicken tits in the other hand, like, you know, just trying to make something, you know, like, oh, nightmare. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. Joel, there's a question that we ask everyone at the end of their story. Looking back, what advice do you wish you could have given yourself in that situation? Looking back now, the number one piece of advice I'd probably give myself is just to listen to the universe. Um, it's obviously saying, Joel, you are not Cadell Evans, mate. Like, just give up the bike. 
Me, Bridget and Sarah. I honestly have no idea how these sisters did not get themselves on a no-fly list. And this is their story. Hello, Bridget and Sarah. Thank you so much for coming on One Night in Bangkok. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us on. No worries. Stoked to have you guys on. This is the first time that we've got a duo to interview, so we'll see how we go. It's two sisters, actually, so fun time. Oh, exciting. (laughs) (laughs) So today we are talking about when shit goes wrong, which is like... I mean, there is enormous content for this. You could, we could probably put the whole podcast on when shit goes wrong, and I say a lot of our stories are based around <laughs> that. But, yeah, it's just what happens. Like, it's a part of travelling, and I think people, you talk about the good stuff all the time with your friends and family, but you don't really highlight or showcase when shit goes wrong, but you grow so much from it, and you talk about it with the people that you did it with. And I know a bit about your story, and I'm sure you guys giggle about it all the time because I can't <laughs> handle what the fuck happened. Sorry. <laughs> Can you girls please set the scene for our listener and let me know where you were at that time and how you kind of got to where you were? Yeah, so basically Sarah and I had planned a trip. Or maybe Sarah had planned a trip for us because she was the organiser of this one. So I was like, I don't know, Sarah thinks that I'm a bit of a, I don't know, she always thinks that I'm maybe a bit loose. <laughs> I just talk to strangers and maybe drink too much. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But she thought I was not very responsible to plan our holiday. That's So she had done a month in Dubai and then I was meeting her uh, at the end of that and we were going to travel for, I think it was, yeah, three months together around Europe. And so I'd met Sarah in Dubai and, yeah, I don't know. I just – she started telling me that she was – like had a lot of anxiety to travel with me, I guess. And <laughs> with you specifically, uh, yeah, with me specifically, and I was like, "No, like we're gonna be fine. Like we've got this. Like it's okay." And this was probably how many years ago? Maybe four years ago. Yeah. So Sarah was, I think she was twenty. It was our first big trip out of yeah. you know. So we were quite like young and just you know. I guess there are things that you get worried about just naturally. Yeah, so anyway, we're getting a bit nervous about this trip. And I'm like, Sarah, it's going to be fine. We've got this, whatever, whatever. So Sarah was staying with our auntie also in Dubai. So she takes us to the airport and um, we go to check in. And the flight attendant, she said to us that we were late so we were late oh, great <laughs> and just <start> skills. <laughs> I, know. I don't know why we were late there was not a good start and, and the, flight um, was full. the flight was full oh. so she could put us on there but we weren't going to be able to sit together so I was like oh so shit I was like please like my sister's got like mad anxiety she's gonna you know we really want to sit together I'm trying to look after her like you know put my best self forward and throw myself out there (laughs) anyway and so she was like look I can't do anything about it now if you really want to get on the flight I'll give you the seats but you'll have to talk to the flight attendant when you get on and so Anyway, we were like, no, we have to go. So we jump on the flight. We're flying to London. And, yeah, do you want to take it from there, Sarah? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I wasn't feeling well. So we get on the flight and um, we tell the flight attendant that um, 
I'm not feeling well and is there any way we could swap to sit our seat? Yeah. And the flight attendant, little did we know that they actually have protocols. So if a passenger says that they're sick or feeling unwell, they have to take these steps and they can kick you off the flight. <laughs> they have the right point, like- they have the right to kick you off the flight. And we didn't know that. Yeah. And then they were like, Really? Oh, so you don't feel well. What do you feel? And I was like, Oh, I just don't feel well. And they were like we're going to get the medical examiner right here. And they were like, had their little speakerphone and they were like, examiner, medical. And then <laughs> at that point, me and Bridget, we were like, because we were so stressed, we were like, I lied. I lied. I, I'm feeling fine. And they were like, because we were in Dubai and it was like strict oh security. They're like, you lied? Were you genuinely feeling sick or were you, were you like kind of milking a little bit to sit together? Like, were you yeah. actually sick or wanted to sit together or like, <laughs> what, what was the truth in it? It was, bit, <laughs> yeah. it was a bit of milking it so we could sit next to each other. Yeah, because I was just like, oh, you know, this is my younger sister. I was playing that card and I was like, I need to look after her. She's really anxious. Anxious was my key word. But this woman picked up like, I'm pretty sure I said that you threw up just so we could sit together. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, the only thing the woman heard was sick and like vomit. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> they were the two lies. <laughs> and so, Wait, you were obviously a bit anxious, but do you think you like, was that bad to have to be seated together or, or was that also a bit like played up to just sit together? Yeah, it was definitely like played up to sit together. Yeah, right. So we've established you guys were probably milking the situation a little bit to kind mm-hmm. of sit together. And now there's a bit of a panic because you've lied and they're not really happy with it. But Bridget, you mentioned to me that there's a form and you had to fill out a form because that's when shit would get a bit serious for me. Like you're putting pen to paper now. Like what's, yeah. you know, what's going on here? So if you can just imagine like everyone's probably seated at this point, the plane's not taken off and we're in the corner with the flight attendant and she's given us this form and everyone's looking at us and (laughs) it just basically said like when was the last time that you were sick and I don't know what why are you sick have you had this in the past you know like you know what kind of feelings are you going through and stuff like that and so they've pulled us both together and yeah that's Basically, when Sarah just kind of slapped and told the lady that we lied. (laughs) (laughs) No, Sarah, I'd probably do the same. Like, it's a bit scary. That's what I mean. Like, the pen to paper. It's like, am I going to have to sign this? Like, this is getting a bit too deep. Like, it was so bizarre. And then it just escalated because, yeah, the lady was like, not. It was a snowball. I'm like, full snowball effect. (laughs) Everyone's looking at us at this point. I'm like raging. I'm Bridget, pretty Bridget's sure. Crying. <laughs> I'm Bridget's crying. crying. My face I'm is like crying. red. Yeah, I look like and the. They sick were one. like, "Who is the sick one out of the two of you?" Because Bridget was on the floor, <laughs> bawling her eyes out, and I was like, <laughs> "On the floor." <laughs> I actually got on the floor. When I think about it, it was so funny. Like I'm like to the flight attendant, like grabbing the floor, like I'm not getting off this flight. And yes! You fucking didn't listen to me. You're fucking like swearing at everyone. Like I think I couldn't see people because I'm like glazed, like just rage. <laughs> <laughs> so when so Sarah, when you snapped and you said I lied, like is that when they're like you guys need to get off the plane? Like when when did they tell you to get off, or was it when you went crazy, oh. Bridget? Like. 
Yeah, so oh, I think God. they... Remember. It was in between, like, us saying that we lied and then she was like, okay, like, fucking weirdos. <laughs> she was just, like, came back and she was like, look, girls, I have to ask you to leave the plane. That's what she said to us. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, and I we just were don't like, understand. You overbooked this flight in the first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I don't know. But then, we were oh, raging. my God, it just so got th- It worse. escalated. <laughs> so as soon as we get off the flight, there's a stretcher no. waiting. Oh. You get rolled off in a stretcher. Yeah, I get rolled off. <laughs> turn around. <laughs> we turn around, basically, and there's a stretcher and a medical team because – They've called yeah. someone saying that there's a sick, ill person on the flight. Oh my god! <laughs> so we're on like the tar. What's what's the thing that what's the thing called that joins the flight? The little the little out the little squishy thing that joins to the aeroplane. Oh, <laughs> I know what you mean. It it would have. Thing. It's got a proper term for it. Like I don't know what is it? Yeah. The, like the arm tarmac. <laughs> yeah, it's not a it tarmac. Connects. Well, the tarmac is like the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we're in the little squishy okay. thing. And, and Sarah's getting the, rolled. The, we turn She's laying down to rolling. And I'm like fucking, Sarah's like, I think you need to roll Bridget off the plane because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't tell you how angry I was. <laughs> I needed someone to carry me. <laughs> I can't believe the scene and knowing that the plane was so full and you're like yeah. on the ground on your hands and knees being yeah. like, fine. Fuck, like, give me the fucking flight. Like, and then Sarah's yeah. getting rolled off in a stretcher. Like, that escalated so quickly. I <laughs> know. Us wanting to sit next to each other. It was so <laughs> So then we go and we have to get Sarah. So they take us to this, like, yes, yeah, like a like a, fir- like a first thing. aid slash clinic that's in um, Dubai Airport. And I get yeah. examined. And then we had yeah. to wait like six hours before the doctor was like, yeah, she's all good to get on the next flight. <laughs> oh my God. Were you like, yeah, I know nothing was ever really wrong. <laughs> like, don't need to examine so me funny. to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we just lied. But you cannot say that you lied in Dubai Airport. Well, no, well not. yeah, they anything. not like that. Or swear. <laughs> don't swear at the flight attendant. Yeah, and just like, don't say that you're sick. I didn't know yeah. that that was a thing. Have you heard of that before? Yeah, I have, but I've never heard of it, like, actually needing to happen even, like, with a proper sick person. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was telling us, she's like, I was really angry. There was, like, points where she was like, um, do you have money to, will you be able to turn the flight around if you're sick while we're, like, flying? And I was like, what does that got to do with anything? Yeah. If Savage. I'm sick while we're flying, like, you're going to turn it around, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. How long was it from when you got on the plane? Like, how quick did it go from asking to be seated together to Sarah being taken out on the stretcher? Oh, this is, like, probably 15, 20. Yeah, it was really quick. Like, Everything happened quick. really quick. Because everyone was on Do you feel like you were boarding. holding up the plane? Like, was the plane yes. ready to yes. go and you were holding yes. it up? You know when, like, <laughs> someone, you can, you're, imagine being a passenger and, like, seeing this Seen happen. Seeing that like, scene, I know. You'd be like, Jack, I'm off the flight. Like, on Friends. And she's like, there's a, there's phalange on the, on the side of the plane. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! 
I feel like I'd be like, get them off my fly. Yeah, exactly. If I see a scene like that. I know, I know. It makes sense in the end, doesn't it? Like, you're like, kind of fair enough, like, (laughs) when you reflect. Yeah. (laughs) When you put yourself in the other shoes, that's when you're like, "Mm." yeah. Okay, like I can see why that kind of ended the way that it did. I, I don't know if the stretcher was necessary, but no, I guess they just had to go with what they like. If if they ever thought you were sick, maybe you did need it, even though you said yeah, that. yeah. But don't you feel like you left? Uh, you lost all trust in me after that. Yeah, and like then my you moment. were like a, you were like an omen, <laughs> and lots of other bad stuff <laughs> happened on that trip. Like I believe she's told. <laughs> She's told you about the um, my lavender pillow and us getting um, drug checked, randomly drug yes. checked. Yes, because we had I ha- on the podcast because <laughs> I had essential, essential oils on my sleeping pillow, and the oh. sniffing dog went ape shit at the essential oh. oils. The yeah. best part though, Sarah, is you running away. Like it makes you look so fucking guilty. Like why? <laughs> I know. It's like we were asking for all this shit to happen. Yeah. I know. It's what not to do <laughs> when and shit goes down. Me just cursing, like, this would never happen if I went with mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> just classic sister banter. Oh, Bridget, yeah. do you know what? You were so lucky. Like, obviously, Sarah, you were involved as well. But, Bridget, you're so lucky, I reckon, that you didn't get, like, a red flag put against your name for that airline. Oh, like, shit. Swearing. Because yeah. you can. You can get put on a no-fly list. Really? You, like, do that really? shit. Yeah. Sarah kept wow. yelling at me because I was swearing a lot. I remember <laughs> swearing remember, a lot. Do you remember specifically what you said? Sure, have you got a sentence in mind? Oh, Surely you remember know. exactly. It was real. <laughs> Obviously, we had um, uh, what's it called? Like when someone's there to pick you up, organized at a Heathrow airport. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, like a transfer. Side. Transfer. Yeah. We had transfer booked at our arrival time. Then we had like check in and um, at our hotel, and we were gonna yeah. And then we arrived really hey, late man. at night at, yeah, at Heathrow annoying. Airport because we were in du- stuck in Dubai for lying. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny how that stuff. <laughs> like starts at the start of your trip like it's like a wake-up call almost when something goes yeah. wrong you're like okay I'm by myself now or yeah. like I have to handle this yeah, yeah we talk about that on the podcast a bit it's uh, we've actually said the exact same thing it either happens at the start of the trip and you yeah. get, a, get a bit of a wake-up call or we find it usually happens like if you're on a big trip like what you guys were doing at the end because you start to become complacent like yeah. very rarely do all these fuck-ups happen in the middle it's at the start or the end and it yeah. makes yeah. so much sense <laughs> i've got That's a question so for you ladies though we ask our guests all the same question at the end of our chat so mm-hmm. <laughs> i think i'll know what you're gonna say but looking back what advice do you wish you could have given yourselves oh <laughs> um well arrive at the airport early so now i do that that's good <laughs> like a two two hours before gal with snacks and magazines Amazing. <laughs> probably maybe take something to calm the fuck down. <laughs> Excellent advice. Excellent advice. <laughs> and probably oh not lying, but yeah, Bridget, what do you think? Yeah. The funniest probably- thing, I, I, that's what I thought you were going to say, like, don't lie. And I love how the first things that happened was, no, get to the airport early with your magazines and snacks yeah. and have something to calm down. Um, then don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
her out. What oh, would you give shit. yourself advice on? Yeah, definitely the early airport check-in. And just, yeah, I guess I just, after that, I, tr- I did try, I really did. I don't know if it, it seemed like it, but just try and be more responsible. <laughs> more alert, more alert. <laughs> Look after your baby sister. Preparing flight BKK420 for landing. Fasten your seatbelts. You're in for a recap. Well, that's a wrap, ladies. <laughs> Cut. No, I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> well, that's a wrap. And scene. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> so good. I just want to go out and say straight up, I think it's pretty gutsy and I'm so stoked Bridget told her story because I know I tell some crazy stories, but I'd even be a bit hesitant telling that story. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head when you said she was very lucky to not get put on the no-fly list. (laughs) I can definitely imagine those airlines in the Middle East were taking none of that, taking none of that shit. (laughs) Or even, like, people have been arrested for less than that. Like, like, if you're, like, throwing yourself in the aisle of a plane, like, they just usually arrest you. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. And the swearing as well. Like, you would get arrested from the swearing alone, like, in that aggressive manner. Like, oh, I would, I would be embarrassed watching that happen. I think, <laughs> like, if I was a passenger and I saw that, no, nah, I'd just be like, someone bring me the popcorn. Yeah, same. Oh. Not, like <laughs> juicy. As long as you weren't yeah, like I'm ready, you'd the ideal spot would be like five aisles away, like five rows away. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah, like, you don't close. you don't want to be too close in case everything that blows up, but like you want to be close enough to hear everything. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. I just I'd be can't feeling it for sure. That. I'd be that person with my phone out, just like, whoa, this is going on YouTube. There would one hundred percent be footage of them doing that. Like that, you can't have a full oh, plane and no one video. True. That. True. If anyone listening does like Do that, live rings a bell for them, and they do have a video of it, please yeah. send it in. <laughs> <laughs> How good would that be? <laughs> what would you even search for? Emirates plane breakdown. Yeah, Emirates. We're doing a quick live Google Emirates plane breakdown. Girl, because right, that control. makes it sound like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Girl lies on flight. Girl, go- <laughs> <laughs> two girls, one complete lie on the plane. No, no two girls, on plane, one web of lies. lies. On a plane. <laughs> oh, two see, girls, is- two girls, one stretcher. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Stretcher. A few moments later. Oh, there's one on CNN called Another Clash Between Airlines and Passengers. Maybe she's in this. Yeah, maybe. I bought the seat and you just leave us alone. Brian Shear and his family are about to be removed from a Delta Airlines flight in Maui bound for Los Angeles. Why? Because the Shears had put their two-year-old son who was in a car seat in the seat next to them. Trouble is, that seat was booked under the name of the couple's older son, who had taken an earlier flight. I paid for the seat. I paid for the seat. The father on his lap, since they needed the seat next to him for another passenger on the oversold flight. Then they told him FAA rules say the child, because of his age, had to sit in an adult's lap for safety reasons. He didn't buy that. This is the worst like story, guys. I'm so dumbass. Just fail. Turn it off. 
Delta later I just keep thinking it must get better because it's so no, like, no. It's going to get to 10 minutes down the line and it still hasn't gotten better and we're never going to get those 10 minutes back. Ryan Shears put his trials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He will be taken off his Delta Airlines <sighs> flight. That's flight 412 arriving into Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> We've lost it. Uh, this is why we need a break. We need to regroup. We need to get some more stories because we're reverting to listening about Ryan Shear's most boring fucking thing in the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is awful. Like, let's wrap this up. But I'm excited. I think we should let everyone know that we've got a blooper reel on the way. <gasps> yes, we do. Oh, I just need MJ to get her editing mitts all over it. And then yeah. anyone who's listened to even a few episodes of this will can only imagine what this blooper reel looks like because we're just mental. Yeah, it's just quite funny because when we were discussing putting this blooper reel together, I think we, well, no, I just think it was Charlie that had a different idea of how long it was going to go for because (laughs) when we were discussing that, we kind of said at the same time how long we thought it was going to go for and Sav said two minutes and Charlie said five? (laughs) I I said five minutes and you guys were like, what, really? And I was like, oh, I thought that was almost too short. (laughs) I was like, no, mate, like we're not doing that. Two minutes max. Like we're just doing it to the song and then we'll have an extended cut just for us. And that'll be that. If you want the extended cut, let us know. (laughs) Slide your DMs because we think it's hilarious. Jokes on you guys if everyone's like, can we have it? And I was like, I fucking told you it should have just been five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Now we've gone through the effort of making two when we didn't need to. (laughs) But I can hear it already. But anyway, I did want to just mention again, do a bit of housekeeping. If you are enjoying this podcast, please, please, please like us, follow us, review us. Every little bit helps. Even tell a friend. That helps. Spread the word. We want to definitely build our little travel community up as big as we can. All we're saying is if you enjoy listening, please tell a fucking friend. Because look at it this way. The more people that listen, the more the easier it is for us to find stories and then the more episodes you get. That's a pretty good reward. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I really like what MJ said about building the community. Like, I envision when the world opens up, when we can travel, we can meet little one night in Bangkok listeners around the world. We can have parties and stuff. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be sick. We should so do that. Imagine throwing, like, a one night in Bangkok party in Bangkok. Oh, my God. I actually had one night in Bangkok. Dude. This is why you need to give us all the love because we obviously probably a bit uh, far off from doing those sorts of things. <laughs> we're definitely, um, yeah, we're getting a bit too big for our boots, but it's always the one good night to Bangkok the party future. would be like us three and our three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's less of a party, more of a gathering. Guys. Remember when? Remember when we hadn't even started yet, and I was like, "So, what are we doing for merch?" <laughs> And we're like, um, you need to crawl before you walk and walk before you run. <laughs> we have had someone request a T-shirt before. So, like, it's Who? Like, I told you, my brother's housemate. He was like, does she have merch? <laughs> oh, yeah. Was, she genuinely wanted to buy one. And I was like, so we probably could do that. Like, <laughs> at least that <laughs> one. We should just make her one and we can make 10 bucks or something and split it. We get $3 each. <laughs> It's not a it's not a hard no. It's, a, it's some food for thought. Well, I just want to say thanks so much for joining us this season. It has been so much fun and thanks to you girls as well. Like it's it's been such a light in my life to be able to do this with you guys. Oh. That was a that was a lot, but I'll pay it. Oh. 
That's quite rude. <laughs> a light in my life. <laughs> Can we not? That's like an after school special. It's kind of like so off trend for us as well. Like that's not. Really I know. How we talk. That's why I was weird. You know, I will always support your um, whatever you want, Charlie. But that was a weird phrase. Light in my life. No. Nah, Do you want it again? Do you want to have a take two? No, nah, I'm sticking with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because I'm cutting all of it. <laughs> yeah, it's been really good being able to get on every weekend and, you know, I'm always guaranteed to laugh until my stomach hurts. So that's been really, really good in these tough times and I hope we've been able to share that laughter with our listeners. Yeah, light up their lives. <laughs> oh, yuck. Bye. That's getting Bye, cut. everyone. <laughs> Bye. See you in May. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of One Night in Bangkok. If you have a crazy travel story, tell us about it. You can send us an email, tell us at onenightinbkk.com or hit us up on Instagram at onenightinbkkpodcast. This podcast was born from our shared love of travel and everything it adds to our lives. Until next time, we'll leave you with a snippet of how travel has changed you. I feel like... You go and you grow and you don't even realise you're doing it.